Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the hydrant. We was wildin' on the side of a pond and lots. Ah, then the streets welcome, up, welcome, so welcome the back, all my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. Yes, we are back for another episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. This is episode unlucky, or you know, listen, I'm a dad, so it's always lucky. Lucky thirteen. Uh, this is fantastic, and I want to start. Before I thank anybody, I want to thank my wife's family that took the time out of the Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago when we were down there uh, to sit and talk with me for about an hour on the pod. Um, So thank you, Chris, Phil, Russell, really appreciate it. Um, And furthermore, after that, thank you for everybody that listened and tuned in because we, I mean, the numbers last week were absolutely dominating to anything the show has ever done before um and i give all the thanks to to my guests uh you know i got i got some people commenting that they really like this cold group chat aspect of it uh where it was multiple people and not necessarily just a one-on-one um so we're definitely going to try to get more of those going for you i got a couple of things lined up in the future probably on the other side of 2020 um jesus it's gonna be 2020 soon but on the other side of 2020 to get more of that type of dynamic going uh, because it seemed like everybody liked it and they like to get all of these different opinions and views and stories and experiences all at one time um so we're going to be working on, on, on getting that for you, but for the time being, thank you for everybody that tuned in. We hit nearly almost 1,400 listens, downloads, the whole nine last week. That's like astronomically better than, than any other show that we've done so far. So thank you for everybody for following, for listening, for continuing to listen and share and the whole nine. And obviously, thank you for my, to my three guests, my in-laws. I really appreciate it. It was a great time. Can't wait to do it again next year, maybe even at the wedding that we're going to be all be at in uh, 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 in the summertime. So thank you guys again. Really appreciate it. Um, and as always, man, thank you everybody for continuing to give me to show me the love and and continuing to tune in and listen and hit that button and and keep sharing everything every week. Um, it's been phenomenal, uh, and I can't wait. We got some really cool guests coming up to end the year, uh, and then we have some special guests coming on at the beginning of 2020, um, and it's uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling, man. We're just going to keep it rolling. I love this, and I love that people are loving it, so I really appreciate everything from everybody. Uh, if you want to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, as always, dadhardpod at gmail.com. If you have comments, questions, if you're a dad listening or you are a potential dad listening and you you want some specific topics that, that you're interested in knowing more about, 
hit me up, man. Um, you know, shoot me an email, send me a DM on the Instagram at dadhardpod, Facebook message, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Um, and, and, and just shoot it over to me, man, because I would love to try to find a guest that can get to whatever questions or interests or, you know, uh, um, just topics that, that you want to hear discussed um, um, amongst fathers, because believe me, I can find it and, and uh, uh, we can make it happen because I want to make sure that I'm touching on this entire fatherhood experience from as many different angles as possible. I'm only one man. I don't know anything, but I know a lot of people and they know a whole hell of a lot more than I do. So, you know, if you have ideas, if you, you have topics you want to discuss, please shoot me an email, comment, the whole nine, and I'll, I'll work on getting that done for you because my whole purpose is to try to help other fathers in my situation, behind my situation, ahead of my situation, uh, not even fathers yet, mothers if you're listening, um, I want to help you. I want to help as many people as I can along this journey because even though we have our own experiences, we have all of the same experiences and we can all learn from each other. And being a new parent, I know we need all the help we can get because there may be hundreds and hundreds of books, but there is no manual to parenthood. So, you know, like I said, hit me an email, DM uh, Facebook message, anything you want to be, t- you want to hear talked about on the show, and I will do my best to make it happen. With no further ado, let's roll right into this week's episode um, because I got a lot to touch on. Uh, this has probably been this is week eighteen that I am uh, that I've been a father. This has probably been the most difficult week and tiring week of my entire existence as a human being on this planet. And the reason for that is because my wife has gone back to work. I, for, for, for this month, have taken over the sole uh, or, the, or the primary caretaker duties for my daughter, um, who is now yeah, 18 weeks old. She'll be 19 weeks very shortly. Um, and it is freaking tiring, man. Uh, my buddy, my buddy Don was on, on the pod a couple of weeks ago and he said that, you know, he read an article that a, a parent does an extra 300 or so tasks in a day when taking care of a child. And I think that number is vastly undershot. You know, it's just everything, whether it's actually hands on doing something for them or thinking about what you need to do for them or just thinking about them and what they're doing. You know, am I entertaining them enough? Are they getting enough, um, you know, are they getting enough stimulation? Are they sleeping enough? Are they sleeping too much? Should I be waking them up? Oh, we need to go to this class at this time. I have to wake her up at this time so that I can feed her and change her and put on clothes and then give it an extra five minutes for any tantrum that she wants to have or, or whatever, uh, or last minute, last minute poop or last minute anything, you know, that where I need to do something that's going to throw the clock off. It is freaking exhausting. So with that said, I want to give a major shout out to any single parent out there because, um, you know, being alone and, and taking full control and full responsibility of a child is nothing short of an incredible task to take on. Um, and so I want to give a shout, a big shout out to my wife who did majority of that for the last 
three and a half, four months since she was born. Um, and uh, uh, because it, it, it's tiring and it's stressful and there comes a lot of angst and nerves. And But beyond all that, it is the most fulfilling week of my entire life. Because getting to spend every waking moment with my daughter is just unbelievable. It's nothing short of like magical because she just, you just get to, to, to see every mode of her personality, good, bad, indifferent. You know, you get to see all the smiles. You get to see all the cries. You get to, you, you see all the wiggles and shakes and kicks and turns and, and flails and all this stuff. And every moment is just so incredible. Um, and I was actually here, I, I, I took her to a puppet show today, and I came back, my mother-in-law came over, and we just sat and talked for like five minutes about, you know, she was reminiscing on on these moments that she had when, when my wife was this little, and then when her brother was this little, and about how precious and priceless these moments are, because once they grow out of this, it's still great, obviously, I would assume, but... There's nothing that compares to this because they're, everything to them is brand new, you know, and um, it's just, it's just so cool to watch. They just, you know, at least my daughter, she's so happy every time she's doing something, you know, and like when I, if I'm, if I need to go clean her bottles, right, and I have her in the swing or in a dock, it's out of pack and play crib, whatever it may be, right, uh, and I come back and she sees my face again, it like lights up, it like lights up the whole room, and it's just this unbelievable, like, energy that just comes from her, this new, beautiful, uh, like, unknowing energy where everything is exciting to her. She sees, you know, I was at this puppet show, she sees bubbles and she's getting excited. She sees a puppet for the first time in real life and she's getting excited. Everything is just so new and exciting and it's like watching them, they want to learn. They want to know what that is. They want to experience it. They want that stimuli, you know, and it, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. Watching her, watching her just look over her surroundings that are not just the house, you know what I mean? Um, it's just a beautifully amazing, amazing experience and a beautiful time. And I just find myself so consider myself so lucky that I get to spend these next couple of weeks just with her and catching all of these things because it's fucking cool. It really is. And there's no other way to describe it than that. It's so beautiful and it's so unbelievably tiring. Um, you know, it's it's just it's fantastic. So I, I would I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, and I just really consider myself lucky that 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 I'm able to spend this time with her because uh, you know you're never gonna have these moments with her again. You know, you're never gonna have the, these type of moments with this child ever again. Sure, you can go through it with another child, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like in, in my first episode, I talked about how, you know, all these studies and stuff like that, like they're not of your kid because every kid is different. And even, you know, if and when my wife and I have another one and we're doing this all again, it's not going to be the same. 
You know what I mean? It's not going to be the same as the first, and it's not going to be the same with a, with a different child because who knows what energy is going to come come out of that one? You know, like, and, and that's going to be magical as well, right? And that's what the beauty of children are, and that's the beauty of people in general. But that's what the beauty of children are is that they're always going to be different. And different things happen at different times and different months. And, you know, they might be advanced in this and not as advanced in that aspect. But it's, but it's all a beautiful growth process that you get to experience firsthand. And I've never really experienced. It's been a week so far that I've been, that I've been you know, uh, solo at home with, with, with my daughter. And there's never been anything like it. There are no words to describe Every minute, every hour that I am with her because it's just fucking awesome. Um, it's just awesome. So, you know, all my fathers out there that are that primary caretakers and at home with your girls, with your boys, enjoy every last second of it. All my moms out there that are listening that, that are at home with your boys, with your girls, enjoy every second of it. And to the other parent who doesn't get to, to spend it much, uh, spend as much time at home, take some time to do that. You know, like even if it's just taking one PTO day or something, man, do that because the experience is awesome. Take them to a music class. Take them to, you know, take them to a story time, a puppet show, whatever it might be, because the experience is truly unmatched by anything I've ever experienced before. So that's my piece of advice to y'all. Do that. Um, and, and, it, and, and as far as like her wanting to learn and wanting to know everything and just observe and just see everything, it takes me back to when we were down at Thanksgiving because that was kind of the definition of that for her uh, from what I saw. She Everything was brand new to her. It was new new experiences, being in a car for four, five, six hours, you know, like that was an experience in itself. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, parents, future parents listening, my advice to you, don't keep your kid in the car for longer than like two and a half, three hours because that's when shit gets real. And yes, I do mean the shit because we was driving back from, from Maryland, and the shit got real. Our daughter took a big, nasty poop in the car seat. We were like, driving. I'm driving. My wife's like, I don't know what to do. I think you got to pull over. It might be on the car seat. I had to pull into the, like, the next rest stop, and we didn't have anywhere to lie her down and change her because it was starting to soak through her pants. And we, my wife's having to change her in the back seat. I'm like on my knees, like facing the back, trying to like get diapers out of the, out of the diaper bag and wipes and trying to do a two-man job. We both end up with poop all over our hands and, and faces and arms and clothes and she's got poop on her clothes and meanwhile she's happy as a clam she's like this is a new place and she's like trying to look out we're trying to wipe her and she's looking out the window at all the people walking past she's like oh what's this building let me see what this just looking around like we're she's having the best time ever meanwhile we're covered in 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 baby poop and she's just kicking her legs like it's the new fashion uh it's so parents out there like, car seats, newborn, try to, like, just stop, 
every two and a half hours, three at the max, because it gets really, really crazy. And then when you're on a, and, and never be on a highway where there is a significant amount of time between rest stops or exits for that matter, because when that baby starts crying and you can't pull off the road, it is the most like gut wrenching sound you're ever going to hear. And it also is the most painful to your ears because there's just nothing you can do and if they they just want to eat or they want to get out or they're uncomfortable too imagine sitting in a car seat for four hours not being able to move strapped in like i would be going crazy also you know what i mean so like like it was it was that was an experience amongst itself but once we pulled over the car and we got to the rest stop it was like she was in disneyland she was looking at everything. She wanted to see every single person going by. We couldn't feed her. We couldn't change her. We couldn't get her to sit still and do anything because all she wanted to do was look at everything going by. Every person, every car, every dog. We had her in the in the rest stop and she wanted to see what every single tile and uh, the food place that they were offering. She wanted to see it all. I'm telling you, I know I said it last week, but I'll repeat it again. I have never seen so, well, I've never seen a person so enthralled by a freaking cinnamon bun than she was. We, when my wife went to the bathroom, there was a cinnamon there. I'm showing her like the different cinnamon, and she's just like, oh, oh, like trying to reach through the glass for these cinnamon buns. And the woman behind, behind the counter is like, yo, you better not let her touch that because you're going to end up paying for it and you're cutting a whole line right now people in line are giving me stink eye like I'm trying to cut them I, I don't know anyway my daughter was just like she's so enthralled by everything and it's just a rest stop then we get down to Thanksgiving and it was like a whole new world for her there was so much stimulus for her to just look at and see and experience every single person there was brand new there's 25 freaking people there and every single one of them was new you know the first night she was a little iffy you know um so uh, another word to the wise if you're going on a long trip to see a lot of family for the first time with your baby uh, you may want to either make sure that you get down to the place where you're going early on the early side and not during like bed, like not right before bedtime, uh, because that is just a recipe for disaster. Like I feel so bad. I felt so bad for everybody in my wife's family that first night because everybody wanted to hold her and there was not a single person that touched her that she didn't cry hysterically. Derrickly, as soon as she got into their arms. And it wasn't because she didn't like them. She was just like nervous and it was new and she's been in the car all day and she probably wanted to eat and sleep at the same time. And then she wasn't mommy and daddy holding her and she was scared. You know, um, it was that first night was crazy. And then, but then she was just so good. The whole rest of the time. And I want to shout out to my wife's family. I know I shout out to the guys that, that came on the pod last week. But, you know, I want to shout out my whole wife's family. Because you guys were all so incredible with with my daughter. The the amount of love and, and, and help that you gave to us. Knowing what it feels like to have the angst and nerves that my wife and I did. Going into a new situation. First holiday. Where is she going to sleep? Where is she going to nap? How are we going to keep her occupied? 
you know, what with all these kids running around, what are we going to do in germs and bottles and poop and diapers and the whole nine. You guys were absolutely incredible. Um, and she ended up loving every second of it. Seeing all the new, all the all of her new family, all the new people. The the younger kids were so helpful. They wanted to go on walks with the baby and 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 help my wife change the baby and and hold the baby and touch it and read to it, play with it. It was just, it was fantastic. Uh, and she had a beautiful experience. Uh, we were very nervous. Like I said, we had a lot of angst, a lot of nerves going down there because it was such a new situation for her. But she killed it like a champion, um, and it just made me so thankful and 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 and, uh, and happy that, that she's just she's just the best. She's the best, man. And I know every parent can say it about their kids, and they should because like kids, they're just the best. And seeing them go through these different things for the first time. And when everything is so new to them, it is just unreal to experience. Um, and it was just a beautiful thing. It's been a really beautiful couple of weeks for uh, for her, for me, in fatherhood, parenthood in general. Um, and it's I'm, I'm really on cloud nine right now because watching her develop and watching her turn into this person and experience all these things is just like, it just... Pumps my heart full, like to the max, every single day. Um, and I, I can't even put into words, even though I just went on for 22 minutes trying to put it into words. Uh, I can't even really put into words the, the, the way that it feels and, and the experience of it. So um, with that said, I will leave you there. And uh, we, you know, we'll jump into a musical break. And then I will be bringing on my guest segment this week. And we are going across the pond to jolly old London for this one. Uh, yes, my first international guest on the show. Um, friend of mine for like 15 years. Uh, and, and we really just kind of like reconnected over the ever-connecting, uniting force that is fantasy football so he's in our fantasy football league and he is the only brit in it and he is whooping every single one of our asses number one seed destroyed all of us in the regular season i don't know how to i don't even know didn't even know they knew what american football was in london but anyway my, my man nick stern will be on next for our guest segment um so we're gonna jump into the musical break Thank you for listening again. Thank you for listening last week and making the show what it is. It is unbelievable. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please hit me with that five-star rating. Drop a little comment. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you dislike. And as always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram at dadhardpod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. We're going to hit the musical break, then guest segment, and we'll keep it on rolling. We done made it through the pain, made it through the rain, when the darkness came, yeah. And when the darkness come again, we're going to make it to the sun. They say we enter in 
the second depression and the game's been in the recession society's welfare and the economy's dropping and gas prices getting expensive then you got the government pressing niggas for expressing ourselves but ain't that what makes us american so excuse how good my speaking french is but fuck you mr president if this the home of the brave land the freedom of expression then how you gonna tell us shit and where the fuck you Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt and the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no Henny, but yet. Pops tell us to drink up, like this will put some hair in your chest. That was before we knew how to stare at some breasts. But when you caught your first bad pad, that was the best. The first sight had me in it from jump. Thinking back to my first boy crush. That with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And this week, we are going full-fledged international with this guest segment. Because you know, after that music break hits, it's time for the guest segment of the show. And like I said, we're going international. We're going across the pond. And I have my first non-American guest on the show. Uh, he is a friend of mine. Uh, he actually was a, was a transport from London to our summer camps, like when we were counselors. And I know I've had a, several guys from my, that I grew up with at camp on this show. He's friends with, with, with all of them. He's in, the, he's in our fantasy football league, and he's kicking all of our asses right now. Uh, and how a Brit is kicking our ass in American fantasy football I don't know. He is the beautiful father of two, uh, and he's coming all the way from from bloody old London. So, so I'm drinking a tea in his honor as we do this. Uh, uh, let me welcome Mr. Nick Stern to the podcast. Nicky, how you doing, man? Good, my friend. Just to say, I won the league. Remember, as in like the league before the playoffs, I won. Well, yes, yes, you did. You did win. I told you, you kicked all of our asses, and uh, which is kind of pathetic for us. Um, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Next, next, next year will come a little bit more prepared. Exactly. I'm still able to find a time with two children to be able to do this. By the way. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're doing it. I can barely I've find the, the time with one. Children. What was that? I've got, the most, I've got the most children. I'm still within the league. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, but listen, I have a baby, so I'm only able to put like half of it in. Your kids are like five and two. Like you do, you they like kind of run on their own a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's just what kids do, right? It's just, it's crazy how much, how much time they just like take up out of your life. Not out of your life. Obviously, you want to spend all the time in the world with them, but it's crazy how much time they just they take up and how much extra time it takes to deal with them, no matter how old they are. Somewhere, Daddy, I want to do this. As I said, wait till they start talking and things, and they know what they want. Then it gets even less free time. Oh my God! 
Um, I, I say it like every week that I dread once my daughter starts learning the word no because I'm going to be in real trouble. Yeah, my son, my son just learned it about about a week ago, and it's awful. Everything is no. Even if he wants it, he just shakes his head and just says no. <laughs> He does. I've seen pictures. It's hilarious. That's funny. That's great. So you, so you have two kids, Nikki. You, they are a, a girl and a boy, correct? Yeah, uh, older girl, younger boy. How's how's the how's the older girl, younger boy dynamic? That's how my wife grew up. That was like how she ideally wanted us to have kids, uh, because like that's what she was like. Really? It's the most loving relationship in the world. She takes it too far with like the biggest hugs and squeezes, and he laughs at everything. So she's a bit like aggressive with him, but she absolutely adores him. It's so lovely. That's great. I mean, it's always great when you get that type of a dynamic with your kids, where they just like love each other and really you're into it. Um, I mean, I don't know about the. I'm sure. Yeah. So he's she he's two and she's how old again? Four. She's wow. So so they are like interacting. They they're almost like into the same type of stuff. They can kind of yeah. They can watch the same TV programs. Right. Do you know what the best thing is in soft play? You know soft play. No. What is soft play? See, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the education process for having an international guest on the show because now I get to know all like the international lingo for all this baby stuff. So, no, what is soft play? Just, just a big area of soft things. Oh, okay, that's okay. It sounds about right. That makes sense. Which, which kids climb on like with a slide and a ballpark and just a fun indoor area. Okay. That's great. And you can just go sit in the corner and just, like, let the girl take care of them. Do you, do you not have soft play? Uh... I, I, listen, if we have soft play, it's not called that here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or, But I, there's definitely, like, places that have that, like, that have, like, big balls, like, foam ball pits and, like, all that type of stuff. I assume that's what you're talking about, yeah? Like a... Yeah, it's called ball pot, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me with your British lingo over here. So, so no, that's really so that's cool that they have that they're close enough in age where they can have that type of a dynamic where they can really be into the same stuff and do the same type of stuff and like get along well with each other. How was your wife being kind of just pregnant then for two straight years? Because that's she, Okay. She was like, she was okay. The first pregnancy was probably easier. Um, the second one, she was a bit bored of pregnancies, and like, oh god, we're going through this again and being pregnant. Yeah, I can see how that would happen. And the, the first one was born at the height of the summer, so it was bloody hot. 
Oh, that's what that's exactly what mine was also. Um, so that was a little, little complaining, but um, and I showed lots of sympathy, obviously. <laughs> you, know, you got to. So yeah, do you know what? She wanted two kids. She wanted. She was young. We're, we're quite young still. I'm only thirty three. Um, Damn, two kids and you're work. younger than me, Nick. Yeah, Jesus. Exactly. So that's what I think. When what was nice though, we had them young. When we're done now, and therefore when yeah. our friends go for their second ones and things, we'll be laughing at them. No, right, exactly. He's like, you should have just got it. You guys should have got it knocked out early like we did. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. That's great. Um, and like I said, again, it's, it's good that you can have that type of a dynamic with the two of them where they're going to be so close. And that's I assume that's going to come into play even more when they're older, you know? Yeah, it's going to be What's going to be lovely, so Olivia got into a school quite close to us. Um, and it means Sam's going to go to the same school as well, so that's going to be absolutely lovely to see that, them together, man. Yeah. That's crazy. They're already getting into 4-2, and, and they're already getting into schools. How not it? It's, so it's the same, that type of thing is the same in the UK as it is here, because I know, like, getting into, like, the right school, and, like, for me now, that, like, I'm trying to put my daughter in daycare starting in, like, January, February, and um, everything is just, like, packed. Getting her into a freaking daycare is like a nightmare. I go to talk to these people and they're like, yep, we have a waiting list until March of 2047 and stuff like that. Is that the same thing over there with like schools and daycares and all that type of stuff? Or are they just like, no, we'll take your kids? I think there's more options on the waiting list. Also, I think not as long. It is based on area. But the waiting list, I said, you're on how long. And I do think that's just because of the amount of choice. Like, my daughter went, my, both my kids went to the same nursery. My daughter now goes to a Jewish school. Okay. Um, grammar school, whatever you call it. It doesn't pay state school. Um, but it, it's not as hard a process. And my brother-in-law tells me stories about Manhattan, and that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And also the cost, and the cost of some of them is, is stupid. Well, the crazy thing is, like, like in Manhattan... Right, so I live in Brooklyn, and I actually had this conversation with Chase, um, who you know, like about it because he is starting to send his oldest daughter, who's three now, like next year she'll go into like regular private school, and he lives like a couple blocks down here from me in Brooklyn. And the great thing about in like in Brooklyn, like especially the area where we live, like the public schools are really good. So like. I don't have to pay for it, and my daughter's going to get a good education, but, like, in Manhattan, it's a freaking nightmare. Like, if you go to, like, the public schools in Manhattan are, like, not all that great, which is why I, growing up there, went to private school there, because they're just not, the public school situation there is just not the best, so... I, I can't even imagine how expensive that would be. I will be staying in Brooklyn forever um, unless I move out to like Bumblefuck, you know, Ohio or something like that. Colorado. Yeah, right. Yeah, everybody's moving to freaking Colorado. That's probably a smart move. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, about how parenting is over there in the UK because I hear a lot my, – my wife's best friend is from the UK and some of the stuff that she – who you know actually um, and uh, 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 some of the stuff that they that, – that like my wife relays to me about what goes on over there and like how it works is like – it seems crazy to me. Um, is there like a big baby culture over there in the same way that there is here in the US? Because I know here like – 
there's babies everywhere. And if you're like 30 plus and you don't have a kid, it's like something's fucking wrong with you. Is that like the same thing over there? Babies just everywhere, like at bars and beer halls and stuff like that, same way there is here? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you notice it more because it's like our time. Um, so all our friends have babies, whether it's one or two, and therefore everywhere you go with them or with another couple, you run into another family. We live like in a small northwest part of London, right? Okay. So it, it, it is a case of, as you already said, like on the weekend, people go to the same type of places. If it's raining, you go one place. If it's nice weather, you go to another place. But you're, you're running into people because, and as you said, there is generally babies everywhere. Yeah. So there is. So that's the same thing there. Like there's just babies all over the place. Bars. Like I like when I before we were we had our daughter, right? Even when we were pregnant, I never understood how there were so many damn babies everywhere. Like I would go to a bar on a Saturday afternoon and go watch football, college football, and it was packed with people with babies. And I'm like, yo, are you people crazy? Well, and then a week after my daughter was born, I was at a bar Saturday watching college football and my baby was with me in the carrier and I looked at everybody else that didn't have one. Like, are you crazy for not having one? So that's the same thing over there. Yeah, we just, it's, I think we just go to more baby places. I mean, that type of life is, is done. You end up going to people's houses, which is a park or a soft place. And it's just, baby, your whole weekend is taken up by babies. It's that you go to the same type of places, yes. Gotcha. I gotcha. And what, what's the what's the changing table situation in public bathrooms there? Is this has been like, become a, like a big issue for me and my wife. Um, and like, I hear that like the, the, the changing situation, like changing a baby in a bathroom, if you're out and like they have a blowout, you're kind of like, completely screwed when you're in Europe. I don't know about London, but like, like I hear in Europe, it's just not very like compatible. Um, they like, don't really care. They're like, no, go take them out on the street and change them. But, um, we've, we've been friendly for 15 or so years now. And I don't even ever think you'd ask me that question. <laughs> right? And, like, is this crazy? The type of things that you talk about once you have kids? <laughs> and that's always, no, I, I think, uh, we'll get back to your point in a second, but I think that's what's so crazy. Right? That This is the type of thing people now talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and this is just and this is just life, and, that, and, and it's the life. type of thing you want to talk about, right? Yeah, like it's exactly. like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. once you have a kid, it's like all that you want to talk about. So like yeah. having conversations with like I, I have a bunch of friends that like don't have kids, and like I can have conversations with them, but like I'm like just That's thinking normal. about my kid. This is normal, this is normal. This right? Is just the way it is. Like this is expensive. Um, but no, the, the, I would be very good to say the changing table situation is very good. It is? Um, yeah, it is very good. Whether it's clean the whole time is a different story. Oh, cool. you, def- That's... You, def- you definitely get the option. Oh, interesting. So do they do they have them every cuz I'm always I'm always wondering, right? Like how things are in other places, like not even just in New York, um because it actually baffles me a little bit how unprogressive and like baby friendly like a lot of situations are in New York so I'm just always very curious like when I talk to when I talk to my buddy Ari in, in Denver you know like I like I talked to him about it I have a buddy in LA talk to him about it like because the, the public restroom situation everybody wants to be baby friendly over here but their actual facilities are definitely not baby friendly like when I go out to a place no, I'd say there's a, a 
I'd say there's a changing table option in almost every place. Now, is it, as I said, you clean or there's only one? And maybe it's only in, there's one family toilet. For sure. Often you don't, obviously, you don't find it in the men's toilet very often. That's, um, this is a whole other question I'm about to ask you. Which is a different question, but you very rarely find it there. But you would find a change of table somewhere, yes. Really? Because that, that's, I'm shocked that that's not the case here. Especially, like I said, especially in New York. Like, I have to, any time I'm out my daughter, I am changing her either on a toilet seat or the back of a toilet or on a public bathroom floor, which is disgusting. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's low. Uh, it's terrible. It should not be like that. No, maybe I should just move to fucking London. No one can afford London these days. Well, I, especially with Brexit coming and this Brexit shit, you know, nobody's going to be able to afford anything. Um, what, 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 what our children are going to learn about in however many years time is very embarrassing, but that's a different story. <laughs> I will try to I'll try to not get into that a lot because I I'm sure it's a, it sounds embarrassing for you you know what I mean um, and uh, but but so the other thing when I was when you're talking about bathrooms you're a dad you have a daughter right and I had this kind of thing happen to me the other day I was out at a bar and my daughter took a big shit in her diaper and I had to go change her and I walked past and I'm like. For the, it was actually the first time it crossed my mind. I was like, wait, do I have to take her into the women's room? Do I have to take her into the men's room? And then, like, I sat there for about 45 seconds, like, pondering the future of being a father to a daughter. And, like, when she's three years old, am I going to have to take her into the women's room? Like, I'm not going to be able to take her into the men's room. What about when she's five? And she needs to, like, like all, like, I'm literally sitting there for 45 seconds. My daughter's crying because she needs a diaper. And I'm thinking about whether I'm going to take her into the men's or women's bathroom. You have a daughter that is, like, four years old. Do you, how do you do that? Do you just pawn it off for your wife? Do you go into the women's bathroom? Do you take her men's? What's the deal? You say, she doesn't wear diaper anymore, so that's obviously harder in some way. But no, you take her into the men's, you take her into the men's toilet. You do, even... He goes to one of the, the doors, obviously, she's not in the urinal. I would assume she wouldn't be going in the urinal, you know? And that's it, yeah, you take her in there. Interesting. get confused, like... There's, there's one place you go around, the women's toilet's purple and the men's toilet's blue, so she gets this out that she can't go to the purple toilet because she prefers the colour purple, but apart from that, that, that's it. It's, wait, that's also great that they're color-coded for you, because they just have, like, weird little pictures, where, like, yeah. and now, like, all these, that. all these bars are, like, trying to get progressive and, like, nuanced, and, like, instead of just, like, the men's toilet is just, like, a guy with no skirt, and the women's toilet is like a stick figure with a skirt like now they like try to do like different things like oh i'm gonna put a grandma sticker on this women's toilet but like the grandma maybe looks like a grandpa and like you don't know which is they just, things here are just all screwy let's just say let's just say Kate and Janice on tv <laughs> we'll just leave her there so like that's what i'm like i'm thinking when i take my daughter out to the to change her diaper or like in future after she's potty trained I'm going to have to help her like go to the bathroom or whatever like I, I, I'm almost no, you'll, take the, you'll take us the men's toilet until really until, yeah until she can go completely by herself as in like full confident going to the bathroom by herself which is also not the safest thing until they're much older anyway um, you take her with you interesting 
I'm like petrified of that. Like, what if like some dude is like weird and like it's like, oh, little girl. Like, I'm, you know, like I don't know if I'm down with that. You get into the bathroom, you shut the door, you lock the door, and that's she, she does it. Like, she wipes herself now. Like, she's at school. Interesting. So she's, she's not but yeah, definitely the men's toilet. Always, you said the family one, if possible. Of course. And not, and, and not to be controversial, the favoured one is normally bigger, so she prefers that, but, you know, when, well, when, when time comes. Listen, I go into the disabled one myself if it's available, <laughs> just because it's much bigger and nicer. Like, I can't get, I can't get over that. Um, so, living in London, how... How is that over? I mean, I know you don't know what it's like to live in the U.S., but I know you have relatives that live here, so I'm so, sure you have I'm some. Not, I lived there for three years, remember? That's true. I do. Um, but but not when you had kids. Right now, without, not without kids, it's very different. How, look, we are, because we're not in central London, or because we're very much in the suburbs, it's like moving to what Hewlett was, right? That, like, the grand rounds up in New Jersey, the boys that used to live there. Yep. It's It's... It's that way of life, right? Park life, outdoor life in the nice weather, and like suburban communities in the winter, seeing friends. That that's what life is like. Right. So, and that's and that's the only difference. Right? It's a big difference between Manhattan and maybe potentially Brooklyn because as I said it's more green here and we're more outside, about half an hour from town. But it's it's like Hewlett, it's like all the suburbs of, of New Jersey. Right. That's what life's like. I got, I got that. Mis- but now, what about now? You have, like I said, you have the relatives here in 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 the U.S. They have kids, no kids. My sister has a little one who's just turned one years old, and my brother-in-law has a girl who's probably about eighteen months old. So I'm sure you hear all the horror stories about raising kids here. How does it come? Like from from what you've heard and stuff like that, how does it compare to what you deal with, like raising them over there? Does it seem comparable? Are you like laughing at us, like over here, like what? <laughs> anybody on the planet that can afford a two-bedroom flat, as you would say, in uh, in Manhattan because it is impossible. But no, I mean, it, it is. It's super expensive over here. Is it, do, like, do they do a better job of, like, making it less expensive, like, living in London? Like, is the cost of living as far as, like, kids concerned? Because I don't, like, I feel like here in America, like, kids are, like, a commodifiable, like, industry that, like, America tries to just charge you out that ass for. Everything kids, they are, I, again, I love my kids to absolute bits, but they're bankrupted, mate. Yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, yeah, wait till the second one. Um, they're just, you know what, it's just different times of their life, right? When they're a baby, they need some type of stuff. When they're one, they need some more stuff. And then they're two, they need different types. Three, four, five, it doesn't stop. Right. Um, and they always need more. Um, it's, it's crazy. And look, 
not sure. I'm sure you get advertising eventually, but Amazon Prime is at my door every single day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Amazon Prime is at my door every single day too. However, it's not not really for my daughter yet. It's still for my wife. There is packages downstairs for every single day. Um, it, she like uh, that whole thing. When once once she can that my daughter can actually start like doing things and like understanding like different toys and like growing and like actually wanting things. I'm like petrified about how many boxes are going to be just building up in my living room. Right, of course. How excited, how excited my daughter is now for it. It's incredible. Yeah, and, and they're bloody no, of course, bloody, bloody expensive is 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 damn right. You gotta, I, I don't even know how people deal with with two kids. I can't even wrap my head around it. Like it's. We are blessed. I, I, what I will say is, and people, that's the, that's the other big thing about America versus England that I would say is that. When we say, like, our family's 10 minutes down the road, they're actually in jail 10 minutes down the road. My sister-in-law, or my brother-in-law's wife, her family live in Florida. Right. Um, and that's always seen as nearby because it's only a couple of hour flights from New York. Right. But that's, meant, that's mental. We're lucky that my mother's 15 minutes away, her mother's 15 minutes away. So it, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got you beat because my in-laws live across the fucking street. For me, <laughs> I see them all the time. They just right, pop right in. Now, it's... Uh, Yes, I, 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 I can't. I, I don't even. I can't even wrap my head or, or imagine how we would have been able to do anything without my wife's parents, like living so close and stuff like that. It's just, it's as you would say, it's mental to think, yeah, you it know. Is, it is, and, and, and good, good luck to everybody who does it. But we, we always couldn't have done it without. Them. Talk to me about like the parenting culture there. If is like. Is it is it you your wife both of you are there in there or are you still like is most of the work on her are you like just like going out to the bars all the time like hanging out whatever are you able to do that like is that good? Oh, hey listen I'm, I'm trying to learn you know what I mean this is international I'm not over there. Hundred percent. Um, so, all the respect in the world for that. But at the same time, what the, the best thing you can do, and the best thing I've learned is, you just you can still do everything that you want to do as a ghost boss, whatever. You've just got to plan it six months in advance. <laughs> that is it's very true. And, and that's how you do the parenting, right? Is that we're both allowed as much as we can. But if you want to go out, I'll still do it. But book it in so your wife knows you're doing it, or, or, or vice versa. And, do you so you guys you and your wife just go I know you were telling me your wife is out right now which is why you're able to come on and do this um, but like uh, but you, do you guys go back and forth you keep like a running tally like okay so you went out this week that means you owe me one and then you know then we're back to a clean slate and then if you go because I feel like my wife like does like hold that no she's fine my wife's the best she like I, I have Nets season tickets so like I go I go to Nets games like whatever and she's like fine with it um, or whatever but like I always feel a little bit that she's like oh one day I'm gonna get you back for all these times that you went out and I stayed home and I'm just banking them up banking them up so I've got Arsenal season tickets so I still go to Arsenal games 
compared to Arsenal, that's where it's football every other week, or I play football. So, though, again, I'm exactly the same. Though she always claims that, oh, you've been out so much more, she definitely keeps score. Yeah, they, they keep the tabs real hard. But I can, I can assure you, she, she goes down plenty. But what, what, what's, I say sad, but you end up not seeing each other as much. Yeah, that's so true. That's, that's, so you end up going with your mates and everything else, but the other one's got a baby's hair. Or, so, so that's what happens. Yeah, that's you, true. You still go out a lot, but you just don't go out as much together. No, that's true. And and that's like that's the that's the thing that I guess I miss about it also, right? About having a kid. Not our daughter's like four months, but like we me and my wife have been out together in the first four months of my daughter's life without my daughter twice. I think uh, maybe three times. Maybe three times. Like three times in four months just and I don't even think I think only the two of us, it's been one time. The other time, it was for our anniversary. We went out to dinner for like one hour, and her parents watched the watched the baby. And then for my birthday, we went out for one movie, and we went to like one. We had to like do movie and drinks and dinner all at the same time. So we went out to one of these like movie theaters that like do all of that. With, I, I it was Joker. My wife was like wanting to fall asleep the whole time. She hated it, but it was like you know the only thing that kept me up was the fact they kept bringing me margaritas. You know, to, to my seat. It was great, and we were with her brother and his girlfriend. And then the third time was when we just played. Um, we just my, me and my band just played a, 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 be, a like a reunion benefit show um, a couple weeks ago, and my wife came out to that. But that's with like a bunch of people. Like, it's so difficult to, like, get out the two of you just together and have that, like, one-on-one time outside of the house. Not only because of taking care of the baby, but because you're also exhausted. Yeah. Do you guys do, you guys do a good job of doing that? Interesting. Interesting. That's what we try to do. One trip a year without children. Interesting. How does it? So where do you go when you do that? Uh, Well, next year I'll be New York. Oh, so you come here? Let's Uh, go. That's so like so you just do like a vacation. You do you do like beach resort type thing. I know you said you're coming to New York, yeah, but do you do like beach like type things? Do you do like visiting friends? Yeah, it'd be nice. More like four days, just going to like a nice city somewhere. Sure, Normally. nice, nice. It's also great that you live in London. You're in Europe. You have a lot of nice cities in a very short trip from you. Which is okay until Brexit happens, but we won't do that again. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that you brought it up because I didn't want to. Are you like, are you worried that that's going to affect anything happening with your kids or all whatsoever? Make things more expensive, uh, like make make the the whole concept of being a parent more difficult for you. The pound has got worse, right? So that's one thing. So it's more expensive. Yeah. Then it's going to be an interesting conversation in like 15 years' time. Interesting. But for, for the short term, you're not like, other than things being expensive, you like, you don't think it's going to change or, 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 cause I, cause I, I know we joke, joke with you about it on, on a fantasy football yeah. chain a lot, but like, you know, I, I, Listen, I'm concerned every day having Trump as our president that, you know, some – who knows what's going to happen at any – just because, you know, whatever you want to say about Trump, 
you say about Trump, but like bottom line is the guy's kind of a loose cannon and you never know what could happen on a day-to-day basis. So when I see all this stuff about Brexit, I think about you and I'm like, ah, and I especially, especially being a dad now and like thinking about it from that angle, I'm like, I would wonder, is that going to, how does that affect? Uh, there's, other, there's other political challenges in our own country. We've got the election next week and mm. if the Labour Party and, and Jeremy Corbyn gets in, we're talking a fundamental racist. So it's slightly more worrying for that rather than Brexit. Yeah, interesting. I guess we both have our problems politically in, in both <laughs> countries, right? As you said, that's for a whole different conversation. Yes, exactly. Um, so, Nick, I ask everybody on on the pod um, two questions to kind of to kind of wrap up and, and sum up everything. Uh, the first one that I always ask is, "What is your favorite thing about fatherhood, or your favorite experience being a father?" Right, that's my favorite too. It's the it's the best. It's the best. When, when either, now they're both. I said, well, my daughter's running in and going going into my son when he's awake. He's probably crying for the night, or whatever. But going in in the morning is the greatest. And then the first hour making them breakfast and things. Oh, yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah, they they, they they hollow in the mornings on Saturday mornings together. It's on the on a little table. It's incredible. Yeah. How- Dude, what about did, was that the same thing when they were when they were both babies? Because that's what my favorite thing is. It's like waking her up in the morning, taking her out of the swaddle. She like shoots her arm up and like. So was the morning time thing the same when when they were both babies, or is it now a little bit more changed because they can they can react with each other, they can hang out, they're more of like people. Yeah, it's like, every, yeah. I, like, again, I, I the whole baby thing. Maybe it's because I'm both and they're older now. It gets so much better when they're older. Yeah. As in when you can just take them, I can take them downstairs, sit on the couch with them, put something on TV, eat our breakfast together. Yeah. Things like that. That's that's you know, yeah. A you're feeding them like every four hours or whatever. Um, my best things my little ones when they were babies was being able to watch like American sports like NFL three AM while doing three AM feed. Jesus. That's how you're winning our fantasy league. That's now I get it. You're up doing these night feedings with kids that don't need to be fed in the night, and you're just watching NFL analysis. All I'm doing. I'm a Dolphins fan, remember? So I've got no excuse to watch anything. Oh God, I I am sorry. Fun. This happens. Yeah. But no, big, big game this weekend, but that's against another story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the morning's the best time by far. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm with you on that 100%. I think that's the best. They're just like, they're so happy in the morning because yeah. they haven't like had the day yet. Like nothing's like affected them. They're like, had a good sleep. Like oh, it's they just. Sleep, they sleep 10 or 11 hours. Imagine yeah. sleeping 10 or 11 hours. I mean, that's. I haven't slept. I haven't slept five hours in exactly. all of the last four months. I've slept maybe five hours total. I get an hour so, a month. Imagine sleeping ten or eleven hours. I oh, did. How happy you'd feel. I, I mean, especially when you're not doing it post drinking, like to get rid of a hangover. Like that's the best. I haven't. I haven't slept that long to, without a hangover in fourteen years. That's amazing. It's yeah. great. Um, and now you, the, the other question I ask is. is Advice. I know you. I know you from across the pond, so I'm really interested to see if it like is aligned with like a lot of the advice that I, that I get from dads over here or whatever. But what if you could give one piece of advice to like a new dad? I'm obviously a new dad. I'm only almost only 18 weeks in or whatever it is. You know, um, 
if you have a piece of advice to give another uh, a new dad now that you have two kids looking back the whole thing they're a little older what would what would your biggest piece of advice be to to a dad like me You just like, no matter what, like you just look at their face when they smile. You know, like I I was telling you, I just got my, I just got my daughter's four month shots today and she made a wail, like a a wailing cry I've never heard come out of a human being before. And it almost, I was like making her a bottle while we were in the doctor's office. And if I wasn't focused on doing that, like, because I knew she was going to cry and she was going to want to eat right away, that would help. If I wasn't doing that, I would have started bawling my eyes out. And she's been doing that like while we were about to get on the phone. I, I messaged her. I was like, yo, I might need, you know, I, I may need a couple minutes. My daughter's a little broken up, whatever. Before I came on, she was like crying while my wife was trying to feed her. And I just went over. I felt so bad like to even get on this call. And I went over and I like smiled at her. And she just like smiled up at me. While she's, and I was like, oh, this is just the best thing ever. excited for when well for when she's able to get older and can like run to see me you know like my wife just went back to work and so like I knew my she's been like FaceTiming us during the day and when she sees my wife on the FaceTime she like gets so wide-eyed she starts like reaching out trying to touch her face on my phone like it's just I like I can't wait for her to be able to like run to come and like greet us when we come back you know I dig it. Um, well, Nikki, I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing this and taking the time. I know you're like five hours ahead of me. I know you're by yourself with the kids tonight. So um, I will. Oh, yeah. I am not in the playoffs this weekend. I was very much on the cusp. Uh, uh, I was very much on the cusp of being in the horseshoe dip spot until I beat Andy last week. So I am, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I played Sclaver this week in a co- consolation round. Sick. Oh, Yeah, absolutely. And when you come into when you come to New York, definitely let me know, um, and we'll uh, we'll definitely hang out. You can meet the. I know you're coming without the kids, but I'll have mine because we live here. Uh, so you could come and meet her and say what's up. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, have a good one, man. I appreciate you coming on, um, and I'll talk to you soon. That is all. For this week's episode of Dad Hardware the Podcast, thank you very much to my guest Nick Stern. Uh, staying up a little bit late, I'm interrupting his Rockets Raptors game, Tom, right now, even though he's watching it from last night. Uh, so I appreciate him coming on, uh, and thank you all for tuning in to another week of Dad Hardware the Podcast. Uh, as always, to 
connect on the fatherhood brotherhood. Shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Always follow the Instagram at dadhardpod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. Keep doing your thing. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish I could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. You was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't beat that, man. You remember. And if not.